handle the truth. I don't know why there's a delay every time I do this. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the live, for whatever you reason. Think you know by now. I know. I don't know what's going on. It's not my fault. I blame StreamYard. But we are back again. It's the Russians. Yeah, it must be. Uh, we are back again with another <laughs> episode of We the People Radio. I'm your host, James. Joining me as always, I got my main man, Anthony. What's going on, dude? You know how we do it. And who, uh, uh, Nick, who are we missing here? Of course, Nick. Of course. What else? El Jefe. El Jefe. He's <laughs> running late, coming from the salon. He'll be here at some point. But we are back oh, again. The there we go. Yeah, it must be. It's coming. Oh, here we go. I know. We got it. There we coming go. Coming in hot. We're a hot mess over here at We the People Radio. Yeah, nobody uh, panics. Stay calm. Shoot from the hip. Come. We got Let's it. it out. It's our fourth live, guys. It's our fourth live. But today, uh, we got really special guests today. They're coming back. On yes, we do. Uh, we interviewed them down in San Antonio at the event down there. And uh, their story is something that really hit me hard. Uh, what's mm -hmm. happening to them is absolutely disgusting. And it, and it breaks my heart. And no American should have to go through something like this. And uh, thank God God picked these two to fight this battle because they're not just fighting it for us for themselves they're fighting for us uh and unfortunately if the if the government's allowed to do this to them they'll be allowed to do it to anybody and they're setting the precedent and before i introduce uh joey lynn and robert maceros uh shout out to our sponsors serious cbd the number one cbd on the planet it is a 100 percent full spectrum go to serious-cbd.com put in code wpr for 15% off. I don't know why my thing is not showing here. What is going the thing on? With the thing. The oh thing. My God. thing. The here thing. Here we go. Shut it down. Shut the whole thing down, dude. It's over. It's the a globalists. The, glo the globalists. They're winning. They're winning. They're after us. But <laughs> welcome to the show, Robert and Joey Lynn. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, friends. How's it going, guys? Look at that mustache. I know last time you it's were on, I got to, you know, detail with beautiful oh. audio about how great this mustache is and i'm super excited for our audience to actually see it that thing is is legendary Joe, i'm actually you, having a bad mustache day today that happens yeah look like see this side or this side bigger than this side right now <laughs> thicker and more voluptuous than this your, side. your wife must jump all over you as soon as you walk in the <laughs> amazing well welcome back to the show guys and uh for those of you who haven't heard their story the first time uh when we had them on because it was audio only we had no video mm -hmm. uh guys give us a, a little update and tell us about what's really going on with your story because you got you guys will tell it much better than me yeah, yeah yeah so if anybody is new or hasn't heard the story before we're getting sued in federal court under the ku klux klan law of 1871 really for just exercising free speech robert and i had trump flags on the truck and we drove next to the biden bus when it drove through texas uh, there was that viral video that mainstream media called the biden bus escort president trump tweeted about it saying he loved texas we thought it was pretty awesome but we triggered the democrats <laughs> thank you we triggered the Democrats on the bus, the Biden-Harris campaign staffers, and uh, they're suing us because they're offended. And so um, they've dragged this into federal court, and they are claiming that we banded together on a public highway to suppress minority voter rights rather than exercising free speech like we were doing. And they lie claiming we had a plan to run the bus off the road, which is insanity because that never happened. So 
uh, it, the burden is on us to defend ourselves, our reputation, to go up against all the defamation and slander and prove that these are lies with our single income budget up against their, uh, you know, basically the National Democrat Committee, you know, <laughs> entire party. The yeah. war chest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's unbelievable that they would bring this on on anybody like it. it it literally, I said it last time. It literally, it breaks my heart to hear Americans like yourselves go through this. You two, you two are amazing, amazing people. You're doing it right. You're um, raising a beautiful son, and you're homeschooling him, which is I give you guys so much credit, especially with what we're seeing today and all these, mm -hmm. these critical race theory and the transgender, just the sexualization of children. It's disgusting. And so now, so this was what was it? October, November of 2020 that this occurred. Yeah, October, October, was it 30th? October 30, 2020? Yeah, and early election. And they brought the suit right away, pretty much, didn't they? No, it was like- or How nine, long did it take? Nine, 10 months later. It was yeah. that long, wow. It waited a, a long time, and we learned about it on mainstream media four weeks before we were even served paperwork because it had a national press release. So that's how we got to find out we were wow. getting sued. <laughs> So you it, you were like in limbo, right? It was like when you found out, you saw it on mainstream media. Wasn't it a friend that told you like, hey, you guys are on the news? And <laughs> you're like, yeah. Oh my gosh. I was I had Jude at the pool. We were at the pool relaxing, having a fun summer day because we love summer. We were just talking mm -hmm. about that before yeah. we started. And um, my friend called me and was like, uh, I have not heard this from you, but you're all over the news. Like, are you getting sued? And I just Googled my name and everything that popped up was horrifying. So I called Robert and he's like, there's no way that's real. There's no way that's true. We would know if we're getting sued. Uh, just don't panic, calm down. That's not real. It's definitely fake news. <laughs> so for four weeks, we were in knots completely torn up about, is this real? Is four this weeks? Real? Wow. Yeah, man. And this was, you know, we were watching everybody locked up from January 6th. And I'm wonder. I can't. I'm looking at my son splashing in the pool, wondering if I'm gonna be locked up and not gonna be able to see him, teach him, like hug him. You know, completely horrified because we didn't even have the paperwork to understand what this meant, what the lawsuit was. You know, is it criminal? What's going on? Like we didn't do anything wrong. And so when we got the paperwork, you know, weeks later. Um, we learned it was a civil complaint. So there's no criminal charges. These are just people who are offended. And apparently you really can sue anybody for anything. As long as you got money, you can sue anybody for anything, it seems like. So they don't have to have any basis in showing that you had plans to actually run the bus off the road. They can just pull it out of thin air and sue you for it. I think as long as, long as you've got a judge willing to entertain it. Oh, okay. And unfortunately, we do because the judge we're assigned to is appointed to the federal court by Obama. And we filed to dismiss the lawsuit and he mm. denied our motion to dismiss it, even though they haven't met the basic requirements of using this law, which would be to prove racial animus. And there let's, was none. Then let's back up then. If, if let's, What is the KKK Act exactly? Like what? How are they attacking you under this? statute like this is something from the 1800 like this is from the civil war times that they used so explain this for our audience uh what the kkk act is and that and what they're suing you under yeah so the the kkk act was put into place 
150 years ago by Republicans to protect people of color and Republicans helping people of color work, go to school, you know, get a job and vote. And the Democrats who were the party of the Ku Klux Klan were literally killing people, torturing people, tormenting people. And so this law was put into place to protect them. So as you all know, and your viewers know, the Democratic Party always talks about the party flip or switch, which is totally mm -hmm. BS. You no, shook <laughs> yeah, like y'all are the Ku Klux Klan party, like don't even with that stuff. And so, you know, they're using a law that was created to protect people of color from them against Republicans and playing the race card, which agitates the left, you know, so rapidly. The fact that they're slapping Ku Klux Klan on this lawsuit, you know, it, there doesn't even have to be criminal charges for people to walk away thinking that we're white supremacists that ran a bus off right. the road with the way well, they did this. You just Google your names. Literally just Google your names and the amount of times KKK shows up. Like it, it makes you guys seem like you're the, the leaders of the KKK. Like you're, you're, you're like marching on the street in 1920 for the DNC rally. Like, hey, let's yeah, go. They're, they're like, suing you for pretending to be Democrats. Yeah, that's that, that's how much they're attacking you. It's crazy. And like I said at the top, you two are the some of the nicest people that I've had the pleasure to meet in this in this movement and doing doing what we're doing. It's been truly a, a blessing meeting you guys and hearing your story and being able to share it with our audience as far as wide as we possibly can. And if you are listening, share this. Go go watch Alan Jacoby's episode on The Great Divide with these two. Share that. You've been on a bunch of different channels. Your message needs to be seen everywhere. Because like I said, this doesn't just directly affect you. It, it does directly affect you a lot more than the rest of us because they're literally trying to financially corrupt you and make you seem like you're the leaders that like you're going to go out and plant crosses and burn them on people's front yards. But at the end of the day, if they accomplish what they're trying to accomplish, they set the precedent for the rest of us mm -hmm. and they're going to come after the rest of us the same way that they're coming after you. Because at the end of the day, you did nothing wrong. All you did was exercise your first amendment, right? Which is freedom of speech. You didn't do anything violent. You guys were just driving in the car. Like how did they even figure out you guys were there? Like what was the process to figure out that you guys were there? Probably license plates, license plate, social media yeah. posts. Yeah. I mean, we had the biggest flag. <laughs> I love it. The biggest flag. <laughs> I moved to Texas for the first time when I met you guys, and everything is definitely bigger in Texas, especially mustaches. Look yes, at this. definitely. <laughs> so they so, they found you like social via social media, and who was the first to contact you? Was it the FBI, or did you just get a letter in the mail? Like, what was going on? No, nobody contacted us at all until we got served. I mean. What was it? So CNN said that they tried to reach out to the defendants for a statement and they couldn't get a hold of us. Nobody oh, ever sure. tried to reach out to me. Um, no, me either. None of us. They didn't reach out to us. That's total crap. We, 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 just, got, we just got served one day. It was like July 4th weekend, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. We, had, we were like, are we going to put the flag on the truck after, you know, all this? And we were like, heck yeah, we are. And so we put the flag on the truck and we went on a flag run. And um, it was like, I don't know, either it was July 4th weekend. This guy came and he was like, I had to get off my boat to come bring you all this paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, and I really don't want to be serving you this paperwork. Like, I wish I was there with you all that day. You know, this is total BS. 
And that's, wow. you know, the guy who served you was yeah. saying, no, I don't even <laughs> want to do this. It, it's, it's not like it is in the movies. Like I thought, you know, they'd be like, you've been served. Yeah. Like look all cool and walk away. I just show up at your door. Be like, oh, hi, Robert Maceros. Yes, you've been served. Yeah, it wasn't like that. He was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I have to do this. And I was like, oh, this is pleasant. Like, at least the guy feels bad. Nice about it. getting sued by the federal government for boatloads of money. At least he was kind. <laughs> now, where where in the process are you? So what's your next step? What's What's exactly happening at this moment? So for a timeline recap, we drove next to the bus October 30th, 2020. Summer mm-hmm. 2021, we find out we're getting sued. Four weeks later, we actually get served. In August of 2021, we file for the dismissal. And we expect to hear back shortly from the judge on if this will be dismissed or not. That was not the case. We did not find out until just a couple of weeks ago. So mm-hmm. another eight or nine months later mm-hmm. that it would not be dismissed and that we would go to trial in federal court. Um, which again is extremely concerning. Like we've been talking about setting the precedent. You know, we'd rather set the precedent that the law needs to be met in order to be used and that free speech prevails versus, you know, this law being used later uh, and to attack other average Americans weaponizing the law system and the lawmakers or the, I'm sorry, the judges and the attorneys saying, well, look, we didn't have to prove it on this case. So precedent setting right. we can move forward on your case without meeting the basic requirements of this law so that's what seems to be trending as we progress through to trial so we have filed an appeal on the judge's decision saying that we feel that it needs to be reconsidered and uh that if it you know based on the fact that the law has not been met the requirements of the law have not been met and if it's not reconsidered we want to invoke the help of the fifth circuit court of appeals above this judge's jurisdiction uh, and they're a much more conservative appellate court and we feel we'd have more mm-hmm. favor there well i mean don donnie did appoint a boatload of appellant court justices so i mean how so how long till that appeal process how long do you think that appeal process will take I mean, based on what we saw in the previous one, it's been almost a year. It has. There, It almost feels intentionally dragged out. Like if mm-hmm. I had today, because it, it depleted us of over $50,000 just waiting wow. for that response. That's complete insanity. Mm-hmm. Um, that could have been expedited or not even like rushed, just handled in a prompt manner, um, you know, and saved us all kinds of money. But just to pay attorney mm-hmm. fees to wait or to, you know, file responses in the meantime, it has been very costly. And now that we're going to trial, it'll be hundreds of thousands of dollars. And there are no timelines. You know, there's no indication of when we'll get a response or when we're going to trial. Um, And and in the meantime, Uh the plaintiffs are demanding our discovery documents um, for like cell phone records, emails, which, you know, we have no problem turning over. They want to see every interview we've been on, anybody that we've, you know, asked for help. They want to know what we said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's <laughs> all public. It's like, <laughs> do your own research. And and so, right. It's like, oh, you know what? They're all on my, uh, on the website we created. You can just, you know, go check those out there. Um, but right. at freespeechdefender.com freespeechdefender.com. So I'll link that down in the description yeah. for everybody. Thank you. And there's a media tab where we, where we link our interviews. Um, and, uh, and we've got, you know, on the main page, it talks about us on the 
legal tab, it talks about legal updates. Then there's a media tab, a contact us tab, and of course a link to the fundraiser. But mm -hmm. um, they have been referencing some of the interviews I've been doing recently saying essentially that I'm talking too much about it and they're uncomfortable about it and they don't want to deal with backlash from the conservative community because their names are so high profile that they want us silenced and gagged. So they filed a protective order against us to silence us from discussing the details that are produced in the discovery, which could include evidence that proves that they're lying, that it's fabricated, that they, you know, um, that they're corrupt. They don't want us to be able to talk about it. And so we're also fighting against that protective order that's been filed, but it is still up to the same Obama appointed judge to make that decision as well. So you're, you're being sued for expressing your First Amendment rights in the first place, and then they're putting a gag order on you for talking about being sued for your First Amendment rights. Yeah, after they have a national right. press release about it. Yes. Well, and endless resources and endless funds, and you're a plumber and a stay-at-home mom. Yes. Yeah. Well, they it's said we're scary people, so they need a protective <laughs> order, you know, so in case they find anything about you know, in case we find anything out, they don't want us to retaliate because they think that we're going to do something like that. They also right. said this hat, this Ian Smith hat, is Exhibit B in this file for the motion to gag us as it being a threat. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. They, they they work for us, and they're not acting like it. Well, obviously, they are afraid. And so. Clearly, they're very <laughs> afraid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked. It's almost like it's almost like that they don't even care about winning the case at this point based mm -hmm. on the actions they're taking. They're just trying to hurt you so fine so bad financially that you can't recover from it. They're like, all right, well, let's just make an example of these people so nobody else wants to try to do anything even remotely close to what they were involved in. Um, well, that's exactly that's exactly what it is. Because they don't they don't have the evidence to they don't have any kind of evidence to win. They, I think they just want to try and make, make an example. Like if you go mm -hmm. against what we, I don't know, deem okay, then we're going to come after you. And I mean, really win, lose or anything, look at how much money they're costing us. Yeah. And like you said, when you Google our names, KKK comes up. So they've already accomplished the mission of mm -hmm. properly defaming us. Like no matter sure what kind of character rehabilitation we seek out to recover at this point. I mean, so many people will just remember us by that and not ever follow up on the story. And so it's, um, you know, it's, it is effective in intimidating people. So they're claiming they were intimidated. Meanwhile, they're intimidating the whole conservative community from exercising free speech for fear of repercussions when the first amendment is put in place so that we can express our beliefs in a way that is safe from you know this kind of an attack and exactly period. this yeah <laughs> this is exactly why we have the bill of rights like for yeah. exact purpose and the fact that they're using a law that was instituted for republicans and black people against you who they were the very reason why that law was created like what i'd love to know do you guys I, you might know When's the last time somebody has been sued or charged under this? It was law? Donald Trump, wasn't it? It's Donald Trump for January 6th. Wow. Really? And prior, prior to Donald Trump, what was but that? Prior to that, I, not very few and far between. And it, it, like, I, I can't imagine it being like since the early 1900s. 
Yeah. They even say, so I think I mentioned on your show the first time we were on it, that one of the multiple nonprofits they have funding this lawsuit for them has a graphic artist that portrayed us as Ku Klux Klan characters, like cartoon characters with white hoods and Confederate flags. And they even say in like a PowerPoint slideshow about us. We're we're dusting off the Klan Act. They're dusting off a law that like hasn't been used uh, in order to hold us accountable and fight voter intimidation and minority suppression and the Trump train attackers. So was there any minorities on the bus? What's that? Was there any minorities on that Biden bus? Like, was there anybody that was the bus driver? I think. Yeah, so they had a black bus driver, as if that's not degrading for all the white politicians that were on the bus. Mm-hmm. And but he is one of the ones suing us, saying, you know, he's reported to news outlets that he felt as his ancestors would have felt being run out of town for being black. Because that's why oh, you wow. that like that doesn't sound so cleverly crafted, right? Like, yeah. Oh, we we here's what we're gonna say. We researched to find out before we drove out there that the bus driver was black. So because we know the bus driver is black, we're going to drive over to the Biden bus and let this black bus driver know. Like, right. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> what kind of mental gymnastics do they expect people to do to, to believe this nonsense? But, but people even, do. Even when they do get found that they fabricated the entire story because – Let's be real. How many times have they already been caught fabricating stories? Countless times at this point. Yeah. What what do you guys see happening afterwards? Because I know you, Joey Lynn, you have been documenting and cataloging every (laughs) single thing. You (laughs) just just jotting mental notes, jotting them down, saving them for later. I got a a whole stack of post-its by your desk ready to go. Ready to go. Nice. So, because it's inevitable. It, it really is at this point. And it's really unfortunate that you have to go through this at all. Cause I'm sure even if, even, even if things turn out well and you sue the shit out of all these motherfuckers, which they rightly, rightfully deserve, and you make millions and millions of dollars next Nick Sandman and, and Kyle, Kyle Ritten, <laughs> Um, Even if that happened, you would, I guarantee you'd give it all back to never have to go through it at all. Because it's not worth it. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's worth it for freedom, though. I mean, oh, man, that's a tricky that's question. Well said. I feel like I don't know that I would do it all over again. I don't like that we have to deal with this. I wish for my kid's sake he could have a regular childhood. Mm-hmm. I was just telling Rob a couple days ago I was at Jude's lacrosse game, and I heard one of the moms telling another mom how stressed out she was about getting cookies ordered for a birthday party, and she didn't know how she was going to, you know, take care of her her to-do list, planning the party, and ordering these cookies. And I was so jealous (laughs) about that life. Yeah. (laughs) I wanted those problems so bad, you know, like those those problems I used to have that seemed like they were so overwhelming, and now it's like I'm literally fighting for our lives, for our cookies. I don't know that she could handle your problems. And I mean, a lot of times when I'm dealing with things that seem overwhelming, nothing, you know, to your, what you're dealing with, like take comfort. And they say like God gives challenges to the, those he know who can handle it. Yeah. And he is making us strong in our weakness. He's proven to do that over and over again throughout this. And, and when I say, I, I don't know that I would take it back. I think it's because, 
we've grown so much as a team, as a husband and wife team, as Americans, as patriots, as um, Christians, Mm -hmm. you know, like they have catapulted us into this choice where we well this we don't have a choice to be strong right and so we care more than ever we want to be louder more than ever god is giving us the strength to make through it through each day not just at a bare minimum but to try to encourage other people to get excited about exercising their rights even when they're you know they're they face a threat like this because that's how we defend them is by continuing to exercise them and doing it in large numbers um but we've had so much purpose in this that we never would have expected or imagined as average, very, very average, simple people. Um, I, I feel like what a special life. Like I've got, we've got maybe 10 letters to open that came in the mail today. And I know they're going to say, thank you so much for standing up. We need, you know, more people to do that. Thank you so much for defending free speech. Like, I know this is just a little bit, but I hope this helps. Like, you know, we're praying for you. And those are the most powerful messages to get. It's an incredible feeling to see and know that somebody across the country is thinking about you, walking themselves to the post office, paying for postage and dropping you a letter to encourage you and to help you because it matters. You know, it's an important fight. And I I don't, you know, like I love the fact that the plaintiffs are so intimidated by us that they think they have to silence us because we're going to expose their corruption and we're going to accomplish something epic and God's going to get the glory. And I can't wait. I love the fact that they are just squirming over it. They probably saw you and was like, oh, we're going to go after them because they're going to be easy. No, they're not going to say shit. They're just going to accept it. They're going to they're going to take the take the guilty plea. We're sweeping under the rug and nothing's going to happen. They're just we're going to push them right over. They probably did not expect you to to stand up harder than anybody to be given the challenges that you guys are. I don't know if I'd be able to do it. I I really don't like it, it, like to be put in your guys shoes thinking about it. I don't know if I'd be that you have the full weight of the government and all of their resources and all of their 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 financial uh, advantages coming after a plumber and a stay-at-home mom. I mean, at the beginning, I thought, I mean, I thought the same thing. I was like, man, I was like, there, there's nothing we can do. They have us just kind of backed into a corner. Mm-hmm. And then I think we started, you know, have, talking to people and everybody start, you know, was encouraging us and like, well, you, you know, you can, you just have to fight back. You got to be strong. And, you know, the more people that keep doing that and keep, you know, coming and telling us stuff and lifting us up, it makes you, you know, makes you want to fight harder. Once you to, makes you want to stand up. So it's kind of for sure. I'll, I'll I mean, you. now now you see that they're scared, right? So it's almost like oh, if it bleeds, we can kill it. And it's like <laughs> you know, David and Goliath, and you know, you're about to hit them right between the eyes. So I love that so much. Bleeds, <laughs> we can kill it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you definitely can. Looking looking at it as a regular citizen, it's not, no one thinks they could take down the government if they come after them and win. It doesn't happen often. It happens, but it doesn't happen often because no one has the courage to do what you guys are doing. That's what it comes down to. It comes down to you two. And and I think uh, what Anthony said earlier, God chose you both for a reason. Uh, for and sure. you guys are probably praying for strength at the time, and God was going to give you the challenges to give you that strength. <laughs> That's really how it works. Yeah. Careful what you wish for. Or yeah. what you're, for, right? you're right, Anthony. I after Shortly after we found out we got served, I went to the first conservative club meeting to tell our story and 
there was a man there that approached me and said he had a message for me from the Lord. And he said, are you ready to receive it? And all the friends that I had with me were like, this guy's a weirdo. We got to go. Like, don't talk to him. And I was like, y'all go. I want to hear what he has to say, you know, because I'm in a desperate way. Right. So you got a message from the Lord. You give that to me. And he said, and I had not given my story. Like I had not told the story to where this man would have any context. Uh, and again, this was the first club that I'd been to. Right. So this was very new. And he said, um, I have a message from the Lord. Are you ready to receive it? I said, yes. And he said, did you not say, send me Lord? Did you not say, use me? And I had been praying that for years. And so I was like, oh my gosh, you know, it was just like, when you say, be careful what you wish yeah. for, be careful what you pray for. That is not what I meant. Um, that is <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, no, you misunderstood. I know. It's like, oh, I meant like, you know, with a little old lady at the grocery store or something. Yeah, like, yeah. I did not mean this. And he said that the victory had already been won and that God had already won it. We just needed to walk through wow. it in faith. And so then later that week, Robert and I were going into the grocery store and Rob said, I feel like maybe we're supposed to be going through this so that we can help other people with problems like this. And he had an idea that after this was all over and hopefully we recuperated some of our legal fees, we could start a fund where we help other Americans defend their constitutional rights when they're under attack like this, because we couldn't find anybody to help us financially as an organization. The Democrats have plenty of organizations. Conservatives have very few. And then there's a lot of hoops to jump through because they have so many people they have to help because there are so few. And so okay. all the free speech uh, organizations were really more First Amendment rights that focus on religious freedoms, not free speech. And so we just really didn't have an outlet. And so it's really incredible to see how God shapes you on your journey and brings you to a point where you would have never come up with on your own without being forced into it, put into it, or you know brought to it. And so um, that's kind of where Free Speech Defender came from and why the website is named what it is, um, because we want to be able to defend free speech, not just for our family, but for all Americans. And after this lawsuit is said and done, moving forward, it's not just about us. It's, it's a big, big matter and it is under attack and it needs to be defended. And if we can link arms with other Americans, you know, we can keep this momentum going and do something really big. So Free Speech Defender is way, you know, it's birthed from this lawsuit, which is crazy to me that they would try to silence free speech. So now there's a mission to defend it. It's incredible. Well, you have to think that the government has been banning people from social media, banning people all over the place. They want total control of their narrative. The whole Elon Musk situation plays right into that. They yeah. want control of the narrative desperately. And they will literally sacrifice billions of dollars that's how much they're sacrificed to control that narrative yes and, yes absolutely absolutely the precedent is going to be set both ways like if they win the precedent will be set for them that they'll be able to do this going forward to others but when you guys win because i truly believe that's what's going to happen when you guys do in fact win and prove that these guys fabricated this entire story to silence Americans and free speech, you will then set the precedent going forward. Your case 
will be the president setter and you guys and how you guys responded and handled the situation will be the precedent for many Americans going forward if it ever does happen again. And yeah. I can't thank you guys enough for everything that you guys are putting putting together and doing. And it's truly an honor to, to continue to hear your story and, and push it forward as uh, to everybody that could, that could possibly hear it um, because you're not alone. Uh, you're in this with millions and millions of Americans. I know you guys are bearing the brunt of it, but we're here with you 100% and we want to help you every step of the way. I know you guys were on with Alan pretty recently. We're going to get you on a, a ton of other shows going forward um, because it, it's so important. I mean, the fact that they're trying to get put a gag order on you guys. Like why? That's wild. That's wild. Why? For what? And it's because they I think they know that we are on the brink of exposing them and yeah. gaining traction with American people and onlookers and they want to shut that down. They want to take that opportunity away from us. Um and continue trying to silence us. And you know, you we mentioned January 6th earlier, like the Freedom Convoy. Anytime the American people start to have fun and pick up traction with exercising free speech or gathering, they either have to make it look bad, make something up about it, or mm -hmm. scare people from mm -hmm. continuing, or they don't cover it, you know, on the news. Um, and so I'm disappointed in conservative media not covering this story. And well, it's not not—it's yeah. not from lack of reaching out. I've certainly done an incredible amount of due diligence. In fact, almost like obsessively uh, over the last <clears throat> nine months trying to get our story on those platforms and even encountered some of the newscasters face-to-face -face at events who tell us this is not the story they're looking for. So people like you guys, um, we the people radio or Alan Jacoby, the great divide 1776, you know, those are the kind of platforms we're relying on to tell our story and ha that have been true patriots, brave and faithful to make sure that the story is told. And through those outlets, our fundraiser grew in about eight months, about $95,000, which is an incredible amount for grassroots effort, you know, for not having like big publicity around it. And I think the plaintiffs, we're witnessing something great there and seeing that without any news coverage that was positive, <laughs> we're still gaining the support of the American people. And um, and then last week, Flashpoint on the Victory Channel reached out to us to do a story, which you know is still a fairly smaller outlet in comparison to others, but for Very us, small, huge, huge for us, right? And, and mm -hmm. Christian conservative. And so we told our story with Gene Bailey and um, in over Easter weekend from Thursday to Sunday, this, you cannot make this up. God gets the glory for all of it because I never reached out to Flashpoint. So all of the hundreds of people I've emailed, Flashpoint emailed me, <laughs> wow. asked for an interview. Our fundraiser grew $70,000 wow. in oh four <laughs> days. That's incredible. On oh Easter my God. Weekend. Wow. That is unbelievable. God That's is going to show up in his glory. Yeah, God is That's in big. it. He's yeah. on the move. The people, when the people hear about it, they care about it. They actually are like, why haven't I heard about this? I did not know this was happening. This affects everybody. I'll get so many comments that say, we're praying for you and us because we're worried about this. You know, and, and so when people find out about it, they get involved. So something big is going to happen. And it's, and it's, I mean, it's surprising that, none of the big media companies 
you know, or big media networks want to cover it because obviously people care. <laughs> yeah, clearly, clearly yeah. people care. This this is what I want to talk about because I find it fascinating, and I still to this day nobody wants to pick it up. And I know you are on the horn emailing. You guys are working so freaking hard uh, to get your story out and heard, uh, and you will not stop. I, I I truly believe that. But it's sad that these so-called conservative, even the OANs and the Newsmax, like these these outlets should be picking up your story this is a very this is a huge huge precedent that this is way bigger than just the two of you um and and i don't mean that with with any disrespect at all it it has to do with the every american that walks that lives in this country because if they can do this to you they can literally do this to anybody and me anthony nick we're very outspoken about the government we are very outspoken about what's going on. What's the what's to say that they're not going to come after us? And we say some wild man stuff on this show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that, yeah. that, that's that's what it's about because I don't know how much like I said they have one of if not the biggest law firm in the world representing them. Oh, last I, last I looked, over twenty three attorneys. Like, how much do twenty three attorneys cost? So it's not about money because those 23 attorneys probably cost way more than everybody they're suing has. Mm-hmm. So it's not about, you know, a civil case is about, you know, getting, um, you know, suing somebody for money. They are not trying to get money. They're trying to change mm-hmm. the law. Yeah. yeah. No, they're trying to set the precedent for what they can do. Cause if they get, like I said, they could do that to you. They could do it to everybody. It's going to silence so many Americans. Your tax dollars are going to sue yourself. Yeah. 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 It's, <laughs> it's but why do you think like you you Dude, they don't pick it up because all these news outlets they all have bosses of course who actually make make the shots and you just said that in four days you guys were able to raise seventy thousand dollars from a well-known media outlet not of course an oan or a newsmax so if your story got to yeah. one of those outlets that's a hundred or maybe a thousand times the viewership just imagine what you'd bring in seven hundred thousand a few million dollars like instantly and then all the eyes and ears everyone's paying attention to your case and that is the absolute last thing uh this machine of whatever you want to call it would want i love that you put it into perspective like that thank you for for just simply stating it like that you're absolutely right (laughs) fires me up even more (laughs) yeah yeah. I mean, that, that, me up, that would be it for them. They'd be done. Their hypocrisy would just be on, on full display, even, you know, even more than it is now. And they're they're taking L's left and right. And, you know, this is one that I don't think they're they'd be willing to to give up. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you guys have to say to these big mainstream media outlets who won't pick up your story? Because I, I have a few choice words for these these bastards. Hmm. <laughs> it may, maybe just where are you <laughs> I would like to say that when we do get the coverage and the support that we're looking for that <clears throat> I you know I think I think sometimes about mentioning who wasn't available or who told us no or who refused to help us I feel sometimes that the people would like to know who what reliable sources or what sources they rely on rather for news yeah. are really reliable you know, and I, I feel like 
you know, I'd like to thumb my nose at them, but then simultaneously, you know, I see how much grace God has had in our life through this process. So I really would like to be a good Christian conservative patriot in response to how horrible they are. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm extremely disappointed. I'm disappointed that the conservative media also has their own narrative and that they also mm -hmm. have their own scripts and that they refuse to see Americans genuinely in need and to have all the unlimited resources at their fingertips and to refuse to help them. We've lost our way as conservatives if we can't help one another, <clears throat> if we can't defend a, a fellow American with the news, with covering a story. That's what journalism is, freedom of the press. It's really disappointing. Um, I can't say that I'm surprised, uh, but I am shocked, especially at the number of people that, um, and you, you walked up to people at events and told them your story to their face. And yeah. they said, this is not the story that we want. Like yeah. what, how does this not a story that you want? This is direct attack on the freedom of speech like what well, speaking of walking up to people and and telling your story our very good friend catalyst jones he would love to have you guys on his show the uh, white rabbit awesome uh, yeah he's in in the comments now he would also like to know where he can go to donate oh I link, it's actually linked in every single one of them i know i know but it's it's audio oh, it's video it looks nice where, when you say yeah, it so where can people donate i know it's a give send go dot com slash maceros correct defender.com free speech defender.com there's a button that says click to join our family of defenders it takes you to our give send go website you look great <laughs> free speech uh defender defender.com boom um no that's that's uh something that we need to continue to fight because we say it all the time on our show our our mainstream media has failed us including uh conservative outlets i've been calling out tucker carlson sean hannity even oan and newsmax i had an opportunity to go on newsmax and i told them that if i if, if i went on their tv uh i asked them why they're okay with being forced vaccinated um and try to pretend to be a uh, conservative news outlet like why they're okay with that it makes no sense you're just yes. a fraud. You're an yep. absolute fraud. Instead of standing up for what's right and growing a pair and <laughs> and being like, nah, I've been speaking about all these ridiculous mandates and yet I'm just going to accept it and just spew out this nonsense. They don't yeah. care about us. They don't no. care about the average American. What you guys care about, what you guys are fighting for is every single American. Yes. Mm. I, I strongly agree with that. We had... And I, I do want to give credit where credit is due. There, there, like I said, small podcasts really have showed up in a big way. Shows like yours have shown up in a big way. And right, American media—they are um, a small news outlet that goes to the Reawaken America tours, and they're really trying to build on biblical truth uh, and conservative news on their station or on their outlet. And they actually paid for our family to go to CPAC. They covered our flight there. Oh. They got us media badges behind the scenes. And I did some live broadcasting uh, with them covering CPAC in Florida, 2022, just a couple, a month ago. Yeah. A month, two months ago. Yeah. And so the producer said, well, when you have breaks and downtime, please network around the media booths, please like go try to tell your story and see who will pick your story up. And 
that is where we were getting just, no, that's not what we're looking for. So the large media outlets at CPAC covering CPAC did not want to pick the story up. I'm well, there talking to them face to face with the media badge on and they have zero desire. CPAC. Why are you gay? <laughs> but we have been yeah, but you're right. It's superficial. It's elbow rubbing. It's who knows who. And it's how does it benefit them? It's not about helping the American people. It's all for show. It's all and fake. And we learned that. Yeah. It's all fake. Yeah. We represent the conservative people, but they're all they care about is lining their pockets and their agenda. They don't give a shit about the American people yeah. at all. They just parade around with uh Republican next to their name. I'm like, yeah, I'm a patriot and I'm a good guy and I'm here to help you. Meanwhile, they could give two shits about us yeah. and yeah. denied us. They denied us from, from their event. Uh, I wonder why. I, I wonder no why. Idea. Probably because we were going to go and ask some tough questions to these yeah. do nothing. We're so, we're so proper and polished. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're so proper and polished. We're just... I mean, when you think of CPAC, you think of James Carter from We The People Radio. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking things up, just having. Yeah. You guys didn't miss out too much. Yeah. I heard it wasn't it wasn't that good, but it, it would have been nice to to try to to try to sit down with Don Junior or or Uncle Donnie. Um, it would have been really cool to sit down with people like that. Um, we're gonna be doing an event in South Carolina next month. Uh, me and Alan are actually gonna be out there together. He's gonna be my guest co-host on the show. Awesome. Uh, we're going to stream the whole thing live on the Patriot Podcast Network. So we're going to try to get you on everybody's show on the Patriot Podcast Network. I'm Thank sure Alan, Alan already told you this. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of really great shows at stake for Breakfast Podcast, Sergeant and Samurai, uh, Two Doomed Men. There's a, The list goes on. There's so many great shows um, because it's really unfortunate that mainstream media won't pick you up. I really wish you just air the dirty laundry be like yo this person wouldn't go let us on this person because these people deserve to be to be uh shown who they really are because they probably go on tv every single day or go on the news or go on the internet and pretend to be something that they're not they do they, they should, do they should be standing up for you they, should, they have a, the biggest platform of them all and they should be standing up for you yeah, you're right. And that's what I was kind of alluding to earlier. Like, I really just want to do that. I really want to say who they are. And then, uh, you know, and when we've been coached and counseled, like, you don't want to, you know, um, draw lines in the sand because you're really advocating for free speech for everybody. So you don't want to, you know, be the way that people are to you, to others. And, you know, so I'm just like trying to be graceful about it, even though it really pisses me off. Um, and I think there will come a time when I that might be something that I do. I think uh, when all is done, that 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 should be done. I agree. What's that? I said when when things are all said yeah. and done, I agree. This, they deserve it because they yeah. they they have an opportunity to stand up. Not just it's not just for you that they'd be standing up for. They'd be standing up for the First Amendment. They'd be standing up for freedom of speech. Because literally, what did you guys do? Oh, you showed up where the Biden bus was and drove around. You had the biggest Trump flag. You just <laughs> drove around on the street on on roads that you guys pay for that you're just driving oh, the Biden bus is there let's just drive around with our Trump flag like just what, what happens if you were already on the road like you can't just avoid the Trump the, 
do? Like, imagine. Like, really think about it. What if you were already already on the road? Like, you guys were doing a little parade for the Biden the, for for Trump. Like in in Texas, you're just driving around a, a group of people with a bunch of Trump flags, just showing support for Donald Trump, and the Biden bus just so happened to cross paths with you as you guys were doing that. Like, how would they, <laughs> what would they do? They they probably still sue us. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. They're they're racists. They're KKK members. This is the wildest thing ever. Yeah, I yeah. wonder why they picked that particular law, or they they used you know, that as a means to go after you, as opposed to, sorry, I mean, I'm no legal it's, expert. Because it's, it, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a civil rights case. So any, anything civil rights uh, related goes to federal court. Okay. And federal court's expensive. It is interesting, though, that that is the law that they used. Um, sometimes I think, like, ugh, it took them eight months to come up with something because there was nothing there. And it's mm -hmm. civil. If there was really something wrong, there'd be a criminal case. But True. then simultaneously, I think sometimes they had it planned before the bus even drove through our town. Like they were hoping to bait us because they had plans to drag this law into court to modify it, change it, change things around the precedents. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. I kind of go back and forth on that. But I do know recently, and I don't know a lot about it, so I don't want to misspeak, but, you know, Democrats were trying to change the anti-lynching bill. Did y'all follow that yeah. at all? Yeah, Cory so, Booker. And so that, you know, lynching is illegal. That yeah. nothing changes about that. They're trying to change the fine print where they can actually weaponize the law and the law system against patriots mm -hmm. by throwing the race card. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we our congressperson vetoed or said no voted no on that. And then the headlines bust out that, you know, he's a white supremacist racist that's pro-lynching because he's voting no on an anti-lynching bill. Um, and he is actually the congressperson that was in the race against one of the plaintiffs suing us. So we're his constituent. And so he and his office have said, it seems very interesting that these laws are popping up and trying to be revised as a weapon against patriots. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it is very interesting and curious that there are multiple moving parts to this monster uh, where it just seems to be, you know, a multifaceted approach to silencing conservatives and patriots with mm -hmm. weaponizing the law system. Um, well, they're trying, they're trying to take a lot of them from like with the lynching thing, like, okay, lynching is illegal in every state in the United States, but it's a, it's something that's supposed to be enforced by the states, not oh, by right. the federal government. Right. They're trying to federalize everything right. and make it where the government, you know, where the, the federal government controls directly against the Tenth Amendment and directly against how the laws are written, the Constitution is written. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. They, and then by federalizing it, they're going to do the exact same thing to parents at a school board that they're doing to us right now. Domestic mm -hmm. terrorists, absolutely. Yeah. It's... it's fascinating to me that they would use a law that was used against them a uh, hundred plus years ago yeah. to stop them from, because it wasn't just black people that they, they were hanging. They were hanging white, white, white Republicans. They were hanging anybody that was behind abolishing slavery, which the Republican party was, the, that was the whole basis of the founding of the Republican yeah. party. Mm -hmm. And, and <laughs> I, we talked about it on the show before, but I, I the the party switching narrative is the funniest thing yeah. I've ever heard ever. People just 
absolutely believe. They just they don't even question it. And and you could break it down. Like this is what I say to people when I'm like, I'm like, you don't think it's weird that they tell you that the parties are switching. And we know that it's not like every couple years we get brand new congressmen and women and senators. Right. Like, it's not like it's not like uh every couple years it's someone new. It's not like the yeah. president. It's they, there's career politicians, the Mitch McConnell's, the Nancy Pelosi's. They've been in politics for decades. Joe Biden's. Yeah, yeah. Joe Biden, yeah, for decades. Decades. Okay. And for this to work, I wouldn't be surprised if like Diane Feinstein was in Congress when they said this happened. Like, I really wouldn't. This is in the 60s. She was like, in Congress in the 1860s, I think, yeah, during the actual Civil War. And, uh, and they're like, but for this to work, for this to work, you have to have all of the Democrats that are Democrats and all the, or at least the majority, the majority of Democrats and the majority of Republicans to come together and have a meeting and be like, hey, you know what? We're really tired of being Democrats. We really like your values. And oh, yeah. Have to be like, you know what? We really like yours. We're going to switch. We're just going to. Yeah. They're telling the great switch. When? What day? What was the We're date? When did it happen? On it. And now I'm a Democrat and you're a Republican. And from now on, we just switch names, just, mm -hmm. just, oof. and that's how it works from now on. Like, really that's, fabulous. that's a fabulous point. I mean, I know it was BS, but what a fabulous way to think about that. You're right. Like, everybody's like on three. Okay, ready? Like, yep. yes. Yeah. Like, that doesn't work. <laughs> twelve. The clock strikes twelve, like midnight on New Year's Eve. Like, they're all sitting in 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 Congress chairs, Senate chambers, like waiting for. Like, yeah. yeah did they just walk across to the other sides, or like, yeah. you know, what was the actual process like? Change your name tag. <laughs> like, how did this work? How did this work? Like, I really want to know. know. Like, wouldn't you think kids would have like. If they were learning real history or whatever, but don't you think that this would have at least been covered somewhat in well, some textbooks at some told. point? That's the excuse that I'm told when when I tell them that the no, no, but I mean the logistics of it. Like, oh, in uh, February of nineteen, yeah, twenty nine. You know, like they just tell you like, in school that the parties just switched. They're like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah belt that makes school. sense. Makes belt sense. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, okay, yeah. Guys, we're not racist anymore. They're racist now. <laughs> yeah, that's how it worked. They're like, yeah. perfect. Yeah, it's like, oh, I don't want to be racist anymore, so you can be racist now. It's your turn, and we're going to switch. Like, how does this work? I, I still, to this day, can't figure it out. And every single time that I tell people, I'm like, yo, the KKK was created by the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party, they were against Jim Crow laws. Like, Lyndon B. Johnson... After yeah. civil rights were passed and he knew it was going to happen after JFK was shot, there is a quote of him in the presidential library of him saying, if they're if they're going to be able to vote, I'm going to make the, those N words vote Democrat for the next 200 years. For the next 200 years. And that's when they brought in the welfare state and they brought in all of these incentives and started giving out money to people. And that's when people started voting Democrat. That's what Dinesh D'Souza in his documentary breaks it down very, very well. Yes, um, very highly recommend all of yes. his documentaries. Oh, absolutely, especially especially the Trump card where he talked to Larry Sinclair. Uh, <laughs> have you seen that that, that, that one? Yes. That's your favorite, isn't it, James? Yeah, I love him. Barry went back for seconds. 
<laughs> There's a new one coming out, right? It's out. Is it out? Oh, it is? 2,000 mules? It came out Easter weekend. Uh, Did it really? Oh, I have to check it out. And then there's another one. On true, the election fraud. And True the Vote, right? Or That's it. Isn't that what it's called? There's 2,000 yeah. mules and there's True the Vote, right? There are two separate ones that are out, I think. One, I oh. think, is more about uh, the maybe the electronic rigging and the other is about like ballot harvesting. I'm not, oh. I'm not a hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. I know for sure. One's about the ballot harvesting. Yeah. Yeah. Looks and so it looked good. real good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm really interested to see what, how he breaks it down because there's so much evidence. <laughs> so much, like it's overwhelming how much evidence. So, like, Dude, it's we're like, like halfway through 2022. It's going to be 2024 before you know it. I know the midterms are coming. It's, it's terrifying what's and going on. And I'm still going to be like, fix 2020. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need to fix 2020 before we can get to 2022. But I, it's it's wild. And I, and I really think that your story needs more airtime because if they win, if they win this case, we are even more fucked than we are right now. Like, look at where this country is going. Yes. Imagine, imagine it continues, but now... We have to, we can't speak out against the government. Now we can't protest against the government because look at what they're doing to January 6th. Even though recently, recently, good news. Yes. Good news. A January 6th prisoner was uh, re released and found not guilty. Uh, what, Anthony? He what, was what, acquitted. Yeah, he was acquitted. Oh, uh, I think, I think they were saying um, because he was waved into the yes. Capitol by yes. a Capitol police officer that he really wasn't uh, trespassing. So, yeah. And when someone says, hey, come on in my house, and then yeah. you go in the house, and then they say, hey, what are you doing here? Like, <laughs> it's just weird that it took so long for them to come up with that simple decision, right? Well, sounds yeah, familiar. How many of them are still there? I mean, the vast majority of them are still in jail. Our friend Jeremy Brown should be calling in next week from jail. He's he's in jail on a trespassing charge. Never even stepped foot in the Capitol. They're doing the same thing to him as they're doing to you. Yeah, doing the exact same thing, and he's again uh, the wrong person to mess with. He's mm -hmm. just sitting there. He's like, "Yo, it's it's not that bad. I wish they had better food, but they treat me good in here." Like he's a Green Beret veteran. Like <laughs> he is a, a badass. He's badass just like you two. And yeah. uh, but they're Thank doing God. the same thing. Thank God they're he's got the mental strength yes. to persevere through that and to get to to have these creative ways to tell his story and to keep the people abreast of what's going on and to motivate the people to get involved. Praise God for people like that because you know it's it's devastating to see, but there are people that are killing themselves in his situation yes. because they can't stand this kind of abuse, this kind of torment, this kind of isolation, and and it is unjust. And it will mess with your mind. I can't even fathom dealing with what we're dealing with locked up by ourselves for 23 hours a day. I cannot fathom it. it I couldn't imagine it. Just seeing all of the things written about you guys and all of the terrible, hateful things that you guys get thrown at you for no reason because they don't even know what the story is. They just are they're headline researchers, I call them. They just see a headline. They see your photo, that sweet mustache, and they're like, oh, these guys are racists. No, they're, 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 I got a message that told me my mustache was an embarrassment. And that he should <sighs> shave it. Wow. I mean, this, some lines you just don't cross. Yes, this. I know. I was like, I was like, what do I do with this? Like, how do I, I'm just going to put this in a box. And yeah, you, you can assault my free speech, but leave the mustache out of it. All right. What's the mustache do to you? <laughs> mustache didn't do anything to you. That's right. <laughs>
as you twirl it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we also we also got a got a got a hundred dollar donation and somebody wrote the mustache is worth every penny of this. Yeah, that's fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, heard you. I heard. I heard you bought a new domain name. Is is are you going live with that that whole idea? What's going on with that? I don't. So we, I don't have the domain name yet. So oh, we you can't know what? Say it. I can't say it because somebody's gonna buy it and then try and sell it to me for millions. We have yeah. we have the handle, but we haven't got the domain, and so okay. we need to secure the domain. Yeah, so secure the secure the domain. It's mustache uh, related. Oh, I, I I heard I heard little teasers, and I think it's brilliant. And I think the merch idea is brilliant. And I think it's a great idea, and I'd immediately up. I'd be like, "Yep, thank you, extra large," because I'm a fat boy. Give me one of those yeah. right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> right meow. Oh. Um, no, I think it's it's something that's very marketable, man. I think I think uh, it's something that you guys should definitely take advantage of because it. It's the coolest mustache ever, and I'm super jealous. Like I have it, I could do it. There it is. I have the I have the lingo. I have it, but I gotta learn how. I gotta train it to stay up. I gotta. It looks sinister. I love it. You know what though? Like you, you gotta shorten the beard a little bit if you want just the mustache. <laughs> and that beard, beard, beard game is like strong. My girl, my girl would kill me. She's like, no, 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 just mustache. I wish I wish she was like you, Joey Lynn, and let me. I've I've attempted. I tried to bring back a mustache literally like ten years ago. There's there's pictures of me and Nick. Yeah. I, my whole thing was because if you look back in the back in the day in the fifties, sixties, and seventies, when you or even in the twenties, you had a mustache like it was a very masculine thing. You know, you had a big burly mustache, and then all of a sudden, over time, it became like associated with pedophilia and all this weird <laughs> disgustingness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like and all this bravery. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, I'm bringing a mustache back for men everywhere. Like make mustaches great again. And this is like 10 years ago. I wanted to bring it back and I have photos of it, but it was not nearly as sweet as yours. Dude. I was, I was <laughs> That'd be a good hat. Yeah. 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 Mustache is great again. again. Instead of make my pot, you should change your red hat. And they'll be like, well, this, this mustache great again hat is a threat. And this yeah. is exhibit C and it's why they're threatening us. Huh? What about the people who can't grow mustaches? Yeah. What yeah. about goatees? This is, yeah, this is this is mustache. Uh, must, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, ra racist towards non-mustache people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mustache supremacy. Yes, Thank it you. is for sure. <laughs> That's what you should be really sure of, mustache supremacy. <laughs> I'm a mustache supremacist. Proud mustache supremacist. Uh, Can you imagine that lawsuit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what would they say? Like, what? What is a mustache supremacist? Just because I have a nicer mustache, you're persecuting me because I could grow a nice mustache? Like, what are you doing here? Like, you're jealous? I'm sorry. <laughs> Prosecutor is going to be some baby face kid right out of law school. Yeah, He's yeah. Gonna, oh, I'm butthurt that I can't grow a sweet mustache like that. So I'm taking you down for <laughs> a baby faces. And the penalty will be I have to shave it. Oh, no. The heart. Don't, don't even joke about, joke about that. A window where you're not allowed to grow a mustache. Like you can't grow a <laughs> for seven years. You're like mustacheless. It's like, nah. Never again can we allow a mustache that great walk these streets. Never again. <laughs> Lifetime ban.
you grow a comb over from like your beard and so you got an actual mustache and just, like, just draw it, draw it in with some sharpie <laughs> grow it up like do yeah. an a thick abe lincoln beard and grow it up so it touches yes. you know what it does what if you connect it to your to your sideburns would that be considered a mustache still i don't know what that is it's like the the oxygen that's an old classic yeah. that's an old classic look they used like to do chop stash. Yeah, the chop yeah. stash. They used to do it back in the day and have a big yeah, nice nothing stash. down here. Nothing down here. Just connect <laughs> the stash and have a nice twirly stash like he does back in the day. <laughs> and it'd be a good look. So with your guys' case, you guys are currently in an appeal. And it seems like what they're doing is dragging things out to make you suffer as much as humanly possible. So they continue to slander your name, continue to say that you're this, that, and the other, you're KKK members, et cetera, et cetera, and try to drain as much dollars out of you. So when this does get dropped, you're like, you're stuck. And I think the American people are showing that, nah, <laughs> we're going to help you. <laughs> Nah, no, 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 we're not doing this here, government. We're gonna help these people out and make sure that they're not doing this alone. Because I, I, I truly believe that that that's their only outcome at this point to financially corrupt, corrupt you financially, so you can't recover, so you can't put food on your table. Because they know they have nothing. This is why they're dragging it out. So if they don't, if they don't approve the appeal, and you send it up to the second court, the above, above. The Obama Obama appointed judge, the Barry Satoro appointed judge, I like to say. What's up, Barry? <laughs> uh, what happens then? Do you go to trial? Is that the, is that the next step, um, or um, is there another step before that? So the court level we're at now is federal court. So it's not Texas court; it's federal court. Then there's an appellate court, which is the fifth district or the, the fifth circuit, the fifth court, circuit of court of appeals. Then it's the Supreme Court of the United States, not of Texas, of the United States. So we're only two appeals away from the Supreme Court. We felt like it would make sense to invoke the help of the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals at this point, because if this judge doesn't rule in our favor with his bias, or if the jury being from Austin, which is a mini California, Mm -hmm. doesn't roll in our favor we're appealing it to the fifth circuit court of appeals anyway so let's save everybody the time and money and let's just get there uh and, and it's odd because the plaintiffs have filed some paperwork saying that they disagree they don't want to get the fifth circuit court of appeal their input okay so they really just want to drag this out because okay whether whether like let's say we win even at this level Okay, they're going to appeal it to the Fifth Circuit. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's say they win at this level. We're going to appeal to the Fifth Circuit. So no matter what happens, it's getting appealed. And then yeah. no matter what happens in the Fifth Circuit, it's probably getting appealed yeah. to the Supreme Court. Yeah. Wow. So I don't see why, you know, like, let's save them some time. Let's save us some time. Let's just jump to the Fifth Circuit. Save you guys some money. Yeah. <laughs> save you guys definitely a ton of money. Uh, jumping straight to that. That's a smart move. Um, and do you, do you know what judge you'd get? Or is that still up in the air? No. So the fifth circuit, what you do is they've got, I honestly, I, I had looked, um, I don't know exactly how many, but they've got, you know, like a huge panel of judges. So what it does, is it goes to it. I think don't hold me to it, but I think it goes to a three judge panel. 
So okay. three judges make the decision on, you know what I mean? What uh kind of like the Supreme think. Court would just on a lower level. Yeah, on a little bit smaller scale. Yeah. Okay. So and and most of those judges are probably appointed by Donnie at this point because he appointed so many uh at the uh Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. It's like the most conservative court. Well, at that level. Yeah. especially considering the Supreme Court has failed miserably at standing up for conservatives miserably makes me very nervous Kavanaugh and amy Clark. clarence thomas was there today he was hearing uh hearing arguments at he where for the it's oh yeah hard. he was back for the first time today i believe oh that, that's God. that's something that i'm so happy for because they they want him gone more than yes they do oh my gosh that you know, they're like, we need a black woman in here now. And then they're like, get that black man out. Yeah. Like, they put him through when he when they tried to get him in. And yeah. he tried to get him approved. Yes. They literally attacked him and, and tried to do and defame him and, and destroy his character and, and tear him down in the 90s. This was like 91, 92. Yep. And it was the same thing back then. They're constantly yeah, fighting. Same playbook. It was the same playbook. Like, you know, you have Jesse Jackson, you have Reverend Al Sharpton. It was probably fat Al Sharpton. <laughs> yeah, the good, the the good one. Al, Al Sharpton. Yeah, yeah. The good, the, oh, like, yes. the cartoon character Al Sharpton. He literally looked like a cartoon character. Yeah. <laughs> with that with that beautiful, like, just blown oh, out. I, you oh, gotta, yeah. You got to give the guy credit. You got to give He had credit. some hair. He had some hair. Some <laughs> Luxur it was luxurious. Yeah. <laughs> But uh <laughs> the big chain in in the uh in the sweatsuit, right? Like just oh, just yeah. fat and bloated. Classic out sharp and good old <laughs> But the, those guys were out in full force hanging out with Donald Trump of all people, hanging out with Don Donnie. And Donald's racist and they're suing him under the KKK law. Like it's it's really wild how much power they're trying to seize on all levels. Because we yeah. see it, we talk about it on our show all the time. This is all about control. Nothing that we're seeing right now has anything like our. I wish our other co-host was here, Nick, because we argue all the time about how he's like, well, they're losing money if they do that. Why would they do that? They're going to lose so much money. And I'm like, dude, like you don't get it. It has yeah. nothing to do with money to them. It has nothing to do with any financial gain, it has everything to do with control and control of the narrative, control of your mind, control of every single individual. They want total and, and complete control of everybody. This is where things are going. Like, mm -hmm. if you guys lose, it's one step closer to doing exactly what they want. They are going to try to microchip all of us. They're openly talking about it. They're yeah, not they minutes is not is having is having segments about it. And then all of a sudden, they're going to have a digital currency that they're going to be able to monitor. They're setting the stage for that and monitor every single transaction that we make. So I can't even go buy weed off the streets anymore. I have to go to the dispensary and pay 18% tax. Or you like, just have to pay services that they can't track, James. This is true, but it's... You have to whore yourself out is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah I might yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we know what you're saying. <laughs> I didn't think James was picking up what I was trying to say. <laughs> um yeah, no, it'd be a disaster. You don't want you don't want my fat ass out there. Um it'd be terrible. But uh no, it's it's really scary. And you guys are uh setting the precedent for that. 
And imagine imagine you did bend the knee and you're just like, ah, we're fucked. We're screwed. We can't do anything. The, the big bad government's got us. And you just sat down and ate it and took the charges, whatever they were, whatever the lawsuit was. What would that do to so many people? Mm. What would that do? Like how many people would be uh, would would be fire as fired up as I am right now to fight against these evil bastards because of what you guys are doing? Really think of the impact that you guys are making. And and I know it's hard to see through all the struggle and all the tough, hard, hard times. I'm sure you guys are going through you and your family. I can only imagine what it's like for your son. You know, he probably just wants to ha be a, a regular kid. And meanwhile, his parents being said that they're KKK members and they're evil people. And I'm sure he goes to places and people like, oh, I, you can't hang out with him because his parents are racists because of what the media has said. And it's hard. His family, his family doesn't visit anymore because they're convinced we're racist. Our own family, which is his family. That's it's crazy. Horrible. It's horrible. You know, and and he just told me a couple days ago, he's like, Mom, I need to get like a really good job so that I mean, I hope I like it so that I want to go to work, but I need to get a really good job so I don't have to worry about where money's going to come from. Like, oh, you know, like as much as we try to protect him from the stress of the lawsuit it's just our entire lives and mm -hmm. you know we don't shield him from information we help him understand it but we don't want him to carry the burden of it but it still leaks out onto him and he mm -hmm. feels the need to you know worry about things that aren't yeah go ahead no, I'm sorry. You know, he just feels the responsibility to worry about things that aren't his responsibility. And, um, you know, he, he, I homeschool him, but he goes to a program on Tuesdays and Thursdays for math and science. And he came home from school one day with a roll of paper towels from school. He stole them from school and said, um, I know money's tight and I didn't want you to have to worry about where paper towels were going to come from. So I found these at school and I brought them home for you. And I had to let him know that we're going to make sure that we've got what we need. You know, Robert still has a job and that's why we're focusing on fundraising so that, you know, we can still pay our bills and fight this fight. And I had to help him understand that was stealing that, you know, he was trying to help us, but he took that from the school and that belonged to the school and that needs to go back to the school, you know, and, and that's not the way to fix the problem. But for a child dealing with this kind of stress, trauma and not knowing how to navigate it and just trying to figure out what tools they have at their fingertips to help out. It's heartbreaking. And you I'm know? Sure kids at his school talk about it that he interacts with. Cause I'm sure their parents say things like, Oh, that, that his, his parents are racist. Stay away from him. Except except kids are, can be unbelievably cruel. Uh, it's, it's gotta be really tough uh, handling that. And the fact that his heart is in that kind of place, just shows the type of parenting that you guys are doing um, because not many kids could even think about something like that. They would just fall up in a shell and, and not even want to help. They just go and hide because life is so hard at that age. He's such a good boy. He's always checking on the fundraiser to see what percentage it's at. He's always reading us the prayers that people leave on the prayer tab or um, reading the messages that come through with the donations. And he's always, praying with us about, you know, winning this battle. And he's such a good kid. He's, he's so awesome. You know, I hate that he has to overhear sometimes some of the stuff that's really stressful. You know, I think, I don't know if we told you, I don't think we got to tell you, but 
the local satanic temple in this part of Texas um, put out like a Facebook memo that they were looking for our address and they wanted to, they wanted their members to send us hate mail. And uh, I was telling Robert about that and I thought we were just, it was the two of us, but Jude overheard it. And so when it was time to go to bed, he was afraid to go to sleep because he was afraid these people were going to come to the house, you know, and, and break in and hurt us or do things to us that, you know, he's imagining, you know, from that kind of a, you know, so, you know, it's like, Hey, sleep with us in our room, you know, like here's a pallet on the floor. Like I can't imagine being a kid and having to know this kind of stuff. Kids don't even get to be kids anymore as it is. I'm having to help him learn about gay marriage and the trans agenda and, you know, Disney movies and all, all the stuff that slipped into stuff because I want him to get it from me first or from Robert first before he learns it from the world, the world, <laughs> yeah, from the world's perspective. Like he needs to have a solid foundation on our values biblically to be able to sort that information out and understand you can love people without accepting their values as your own um, mm-hmm. and not to conform to the ways of the world. And so it's very, very difficult to be a parent in times like these. And I feel so bad for our kids that just don't even have a chance to be kids because they're mm-hmm. so inundated with the liberal agenda. It's horrible. It's yes. it's disgusting. It really is. I and mean, some kids don't even know anything different. Like the kid that's hard in school during this whole entire scandemic that's going on, they don't know any different. Like, and what breaks, what, what, what sickens me is now they're celebrating. Like they just they just announced that no more masks on planes. Like I just flew the other day, and I didn't. I, I literally had a lollipop in my mouth. And you were dead. I ate a cracker for like an hour and a half. <laughs> 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 just one cracker. <laughs> I, I literally got a whole bag. So I literally go through TSA and I'm putting my stuff in my bucket. I got my lollipop in my mouth. I got my mask dangling from my ear. And uh, you got to see that you have a mask because otherwise they'll flip out. Oh, where's your mask? Oh, here, here it is right here, lady. Come, come down. Um, so I'm sitting there. I'm putting all my computer and everything in the tray. And the guy's watching me do it. And the lady who's by the scanner where you put your hands up, she's like, look at the guy. She's like, tell him to put his mask on. Tell him to put his mask on. And he's like, I don't know what to do. He's got a lollipop in his mouth. I, <laughs> I was like, yep, sorry. He found a loophole. I turn around and look at the lady with the lollipop in my mouth like a giant child. I'm like, yeah, sorry, lady. Uh, I'll put it on. We should get, you should get one of the giant ones, like, you know, from the cartoon, like. And uh, yeah, it'd be hilarious. But (laughs) so the guy didn't know what to say. And and then I get on the plane and I did not have to like, it's so stupid because you're looking at everybody and you know that nobody buys it anymore. Nobody buys it anymore. They're just doing it just because they know they have to. This is what they're told they have to do. They have to get to get on the plane. They don't want to be bothered. Um, And they just don't want to grow a pair. So I get on the plane. I put my sweatshirt over my head. And I t- and I'm my mask is still off and I'm just sitting there raw dog and fresh air the whole time because when the air- flight attendant walks by she can't see anything except for my sweatshirt so she thinks I'm sleeping my she's probably assuming that my mask's on because I always get a window spot so I'm tucked up in the corner and no one bothers me so I'm not doing it I'm not playing the game and now two days later 
I literally flew the other day. Now there's no more mask mandates. And these stupid flight attendants who are sitting there being mask Nazis the entire let's put it over your nose. Make sure it's over your nose are now celebrating masks are off yeah. singing and dancing and praising like thank you for giving my freedom back rather than growing it there like i, I had flight go ahead i have the same stance I'm, i share that with you that i'm like what are we celebrating for we should have done this never mm -hmm. and now you're excited that the government told you that you can breathe fresh air like we this is nothing to celebrate this is long overdue i'm sorry keep going and well, I, I have a big issue with these because I, I, I get a ton of messages from flight attendants and people are like, hey, can you share this and can you do this? Like I'm fighting at my job. Uh, they're already on my radars about the masks. We're trying to get them to stop. I'm like, okay, we're going to do something on the 18th, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, well, why don't we just why don't you start now? Like, why don't you take it off now? She's like, I can't I can't lose my job. I'm like, well, this is never going to end until you and your coworkers. I, I said, I guarantee you're not the only person who feels this way that you work with. I bet all the girls, all the guys that you work with feel the same way. And they're sick and tired of this nonsense. doesn't matter what side of the aisle they're on. They all see all they're going everywhere else. Literally everywhere else. You don't have to wear a mask except for on the airplane. They're probably all over it. I guarantee if all of you decided to say, hey, now nah, we're not doing it. It would be over. It would be done. The government wouldn't have anything. There's a reason why the government's not appealing because they know they have no shot. They know it's yeah, done. At first, I think American Airlines and United were saying that they were going to still enforce the mask mandates. Dude, what would that do for your business? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then they smartened up real quick. We're like, yeah, on second thought, nah. Spirit Airlines would be getting a lot of business. <laughs> Spirit <laughs> Airlines. <laughs> That's the joke. That's the joke. <laughs> but no it's 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 something that they're running out of options they're trying to attack everything and part of their agenda is you guys you guys are a big part of their agenda a big reason for why they're doing what they're doing is because they they are trying to silence everybody like what's going to happen when the dollar does collapse what's going to happen when they re we realize that Twitter is owned by these evil, evil bastards, and they don't care about money. They care about control and narrative. Or what happens when Elon Musk actually does take the company private and, and shows everybody the algorithms that they are actually, in fact, silencing people? Uh, or that they're actually on uh, government networks? Yeah. And or their servers yeah. and government technology? And go subsidized <laughs> by the government, and they are not, in fact, private companies? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's free speech is under attack from so many different directions and it's, it's almost impossible to put all the fires out. But if people like, you know, you're talking about this flight attendant or the flight attendants that would say they want to do something. I have friends coming out, you know, coming to me saying the same thing, like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't know what to do. I, I don't want to take the vaccine, but I have to have this job. You know, I've worked so hard to get this position and I'm like, look, you know, I am, it's not by choice but I'm literally losing everything that I have to fight for freedom right now. I don't really have the emotional capacity to, to coddle you into keeping your job and taking the vaccine. Like for me, I'm probably not the person to come to with that. Like now is the time yeah. to lose the job and find something else where you get to maintain your freedoms. Is that peace of mind and health not worth it to you? Like, you know, I'd rather cut people's grass or pick up sticks or pick up dog crap 
for cash than keep a job that makes me get a vaccine. Like you can't tell me there's not another job that you can get. I, I can't with it. Yeah. I have no sympathy for those people. Honestly, uh, they had an opportunity to make a stand and yeah. stand up for what's right and say, no, you know what? I'm right. not, I have so much respect for the people that did. I have so much respect for those people, but so yeah. many mm -hmm. people not. And they just bent the knee and they're like, no, I need my job rather than growing a pair and, and growing a backbone and standing up for what's right. Because we've got, we've got people like that, uh, that were members of the Trump train with us that were there with us the day of the Biden bus that we've asked to be our witnesses on the stand. Key witnesses for us as the defendants defending these malicious and frivolous lies. And they outright refuse because they don't want to get sucked up into the same business that we're dealing with. So you witness, cause I saw the bus try to drive people off the road. I watched that on tape many, many times. I'll be, yeah. I'll, hey, I saw this video. I yeah, saw it yeah. online. <laughs> yeah, you guys, exactly. you guys tried to silence us <laughs> and, and suppress it everywhere, but I have it somewhere on my phone. I have that video somewhere. Yeah, 40, we've got quite a few. Yeah, there's a bunch. But one, you know, some of the people who took the videos there that day that went viral, we've asked to be witnesses for us and will not. And, you know, I, that's a chance to stand up for your fellow Americans. Not just us, all Americans. Mm -hmm. um, and you're lucky, praise God, it's not you that this happened to, um, you know, and and it could be, you know, like, here's the thing. It took us eight months to find out we were even getting sued. And we found out from a press release, like for people to be assuming that, you know, they're all well and good. I mean, it could be happening to you and you don't know it. Mm -hmm. You're going to want the support. And the reality is that it is coming from more people after us. And so now is the time to do it. So it's really just disappointing to see that people that are too scared to stand up for what's right, even though they see other people taking the fall. It's that uh, old what's saying, right. Yeah. It's that old saying, uh, you know, they came, they came for the smokers. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a smoker. Uh, so I didn't get involved. They came for the drinkers. I wasn't a drinker. I didn't get involved. Oh, they yeah. came from potheads. I'm a pothead. Where's everybody to stand up for me? Why isn't everybody standing? Oh, they already took them because yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't stand up for them. And um, this, these are people watching us go down for something they were doing too with us. It could have been them. Now there I are also wasn't them. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. I choose to believe it's because God picked us because we weren't going to roll over right so yeah. i believe that's why it's us and not somebody like that uh, but i don't know why the the plaintiffs picked us other than the social media posts but um they, sure they, they, wanted, they, they wanted to start off with a small group of people yeah they i mean you can, you've got to isolate isolate people from their support system and so they mm -hmm. you know they figure, hey we'll choose I mean, I feel like me and her, we're, we're, you know, we're one person, really, when you consider yeah. in a lawsuit. So, okay, we'll just, we'll sue, we'll sue four, you know, four, okay, five people, both, you know what I mean? We're together, so. Mm -hmm. But we're individuals in the lawsuit. I mean, he technically could have his own fundraiser and his own attorney, you know, like, but we're doing this as a team. But um, I, I do want to give credit to those that were there that day or witnessed it that have reached out and offered to be witnesses. Those are very, very brave patriots. And we're so grateful that they would step up and risk telling the truth, regardless of what that means, um, because they know the truth and they know the responsibility to tell it. So, you know, there, there's two different kinds of people. Uh, and it, you know, there's people that do things that are right. And there's cowards. In yes. my opinion. That's, that's yes. 
two options. Um, Rob, what happened with your job? Because I know you you got a good job. You're a plumber. You're killing it. Um, how did your job handle everything when this this went down? They were very supportive. Really? Yeah. I mean, they luckily they're you know conservative, but they, I mean. I think my boss had already known he he had already known you know about it because i hadn't been i hadn't been sued again before i hadn't been involved in the lawsuit so it was kind of cool you know i was like hey look at what we did yeah. <laughs> look, look at these pictures and you know so i mean it was it was just kind of a neat thing to happen and then when i found out you know about the lawsuit i was like hey i gotta tell you something <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was you know, Remember those was, cool pictures? Apparently, apparently they didn't like not that. Everyone apparently they didn't them. like that day. They didn't. They didn't enjoy them as much as we did. <laughs> we had a good laugh about that, but they they did not, and uh, they're suing us. That's and but your job stood behind you was like, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. They like was he like it's crazy? Your boss like it's crazy that they're doing this, or he's like, all right, whatever. I mean, yeah, I mean, he thought it was nuts. Um, along with, you know, everybody else we've told him, like, oh, that, that makes no sense. They can't do that. And, yeah. You know, that's a good point, though. So many people through the whole time, up until we got the denial for our dismissal, the whole time they're like, this isn't going to go anywhere. This is just for, you know, publicity. Yeah. This is just a publicity stunt. They're not going to go, that's going to get thrown out. I think so many people had that false sense of confidence. They were so sure this wasn't going anywhere that the fact that this is going somewhere should scare the hell out of people. It's literally crazy town. It's absolutely. I mean, you, you look at what's going on to you guys and you say it out loud. You're like, yeah, no way. Like what? They're, they're doing what? This is not real. Like that. That doesn't. This is a fake story. This is fake news, guys. Yeah. We're and, getting sued for being conservatives driving down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's why today she called me and was so worried about it. She was like, no, somebody, they, they saw it on CNN and it said, and so I was, you know, I, I was in the middle of like driving between jobs. And I was like, let me pull over and look it up real quick. And, you know, so I looked it up. I found a few, a few news sources and I was, and I was still like, I was like, yeah, I was like, nothing's going to come of it. I was like, we haven't been served. I was like, it's probably just, you know, they want to, they want to stay relevant or, you know, have a story that sounds like something. I was like, it's, it's all going to disappear in the wind. There's nothing there. And then, you know, sure enough, we got served. And I was like, oh, my God, it is real. <laughs> this isn't a publicity stunt. This isn't <laughs> and then I was and then everybody's like, well, it's going to get dismissed. And I was like, it's going to get dismissed. Like, you know, like they, they, they have, have no argument here. It's going to get dismissed. And then all of a sudden it didn't get dismissed. And I was like, well, here we are. <laughs> Now we have to go to appeals courts and we have to do all this extra stuff and raise all the second. That's literally, I think, what they're trying to do. Because now I got to prove I'm not a racist. <laughs> well, that's 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 the thing because the chart the charges that you're getting don't align with what you guys were doing. Like you were literally just driving on the road with Trump flags, and they're trying to paint you guys as these evil KKK racists. It makes absolutely no sense. And the court of a public opinion, I think, to them means more than the actual case. And this is why they're dragging True. everything out. And this is why they want you to, to cripple you financially. They just want the court of public opinion to paint these big Trump supporters driving around as these KKK members. Because like I said, when you Google you guys, 
it's literally like holy shit like these people are crazy like what are they doing like are they out here just marching down the streets and white cloaks and being kkk man like what is going burning crosses in the front yard kind of thing like that's literally how they paint the picture of you guys and you're a plumber and a stay-at-home mom and <laughs> oh but james i'm i'm texas's number one biggest liar have you seen that article no you're texas's number one oh, congratulations Yes, you go to Google and type in her name. Texas number one biggest liar of it's was it 2021? Of, of 2021 of the whole year. So, uh, somebody who had us on their show, uh, it's called Defenders Live. They're having a belt buckle made that says Texas's number one biggest liar. <laughs> That's a badge of honor. That is a badge of honor. I would wear yeah, it all day. Big old, like a big old Texas one. I don't know. I, I I had something that said, you know, I like to touch little kids and. I didn't think that would make a good belt buckle. <laughs> uh, <that's> <laughs> Probably not. Terrible idea. <laughs> For the record, I I don't do that. <laughs> they say horrible things like uh, on our prayer request tab on our fundraising site. You know, it's like leave a prayer and then we get notified like, hey, somebody prayed for you. And they leave the worst stuff on the prayer tab. Like, what? Uh, I hope you get buttons. Or you know, like yeah, just like um, I hope you rot in hell. God doesn't love you. Like just that's oh where he actually. Oh my God, that's not a prayer. Not <laughs> yeah. a prayer. This is a Christian. Like, if you don't believe in me, like I would think, like I pray that you change your ways. Like if they really believe, you know. Yeah, yeah. That stuff, but no, they they, they pray death upon us. They say, or like. I pray you get your kid taken away from you because you're a horrible terrorist oh or, you know, like... P.S. I called CPS. <laughs> yeah, but that's where they left the one about Rob. They're like, you like to touch little kids and go down on them. Like, what? on the prayer tab. And, like, who said that? I'm like, like, that to me is, like, your guilty conscience speaking. <laughs> yeah. You <Seriously>. sick fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and if you think it's because he's got a mustache, that um, that's racist towards mustaches. That's... Because it offends me when people say that mustaches are for pedophiles or porn stars. It offends me. It offends me. A mustache is a sign of manliness. A mustache is a masculine thing. It always right. used to be. And, but that's and, why, right? They just dismantle the masculine male. Mm -hmm. Well, that's their agenda. That's right. that's literally what they're trying to do. And this is why you need to market that mustache as best you can because we have a shirt on uh, wprusa.com make men masculine again it needs to happen uh because this is what they're literally trying to do they're literally trying to to emasculate us they're trying to pump us filled with estrogen and soy like literally look at everything that we eat they're doing it's a really good job of it it's scary literally everything unless you're getting it from the ground yourself or it's like uh, grass-fed, grass-finished meat. It is pumped with. Is that what you're doing, Joey Lynn? How did I? How did I? Good for you. I am milking a goat. I'm getting uh, so raw, fresh milk every day. Um, milk is very good for you. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Chicken eggs. Uh, growing a little veggie garden. Um, That's awesome. Buying from local farmers within a hundred mile radius and only grass-fed beef from the same cow. Or breeding like elk, antelope, deer, you know, no, from like 
that kind of stuff. So yeah, but that's a recent switch we made because I want to be ungovernable even in my food. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's, it's so important. That's something that that was, I think the agenda that they carried out during our parents' generation, our mm -hmm. generation through schooling and, and, and education. The, yeah. Our parents was the fast food and the processed food, the TV dinners. Like yeah. that was a huge agenda during the 50s, 60s and 70s mm -hmm. where our parents grew up. And then our generation, they attacked our minds through education and indoctrination because um, the food, you literally everything that you get, it's soy and seed oils and all of this processed yes. garbage that it, it, it affects men and women, but men more specifically. It, yes. it, it effeminates us. It, it, it does. It, pumps us full of estrogen and it's done yes. on purpose yes and why why do you think all these kids are now questioning not not just through schooling but like where is this coming from out of nowhere all of these kids just starting to oh i'm a girl now yeah why do you think no. that's happening i'm 100 percent with you that that is actually why i switched our diet because our 11 year old son was you know not as muscular or lean as he had been and I was noticing those changes and I'm like, what, you know, like that's weird because he's really active or, you know, like maybe we just need to exercise more or like, Hey, let's eat leaner food. Right. And then it's like, well, why isn't that changing still? Like I can't. And so I'm like talking to friends because researching it isn't yielding any results because it's all fixed information. Oh, so, yeah. you know, and so, yeah, I'm talking to friends who have, in my opinion, like been too extreme for me in the past. Like if I had a friend that was milking a goat, I'd be like, okay, freak, like have fun with that. I'm getting my milk at the grocery store. That's crazy. Yeah. And they're like, well, there's hormones in the meat that you're feeding your kid. And there's hormones in the milk that your kid is drinking. And you know, like, and so they, they started breaking down everything. And I'm like, I told him, we have to change everything. And he's like, we're not going on some like new crazy kick. And I'm like, I swear to you, I swear to you. <laughs> no, we're not well, doing We're it. going and we're kicking. He's like, you have to do it for $200 a week. And that includes dog food, laundry detergent, cleaning. Like, so I had to buy organic grass fed, raw everything with cleaning supplies for $200 a week with inflation. And I'm like, wow. I gave her these like half unrealistic goals. And she's like, bet. Done. She, she, went, she wins every time. Shit. Done. Was like we bought the house and she was like let's get it painted and i was like you can get it painted if you can find somebody to do it for like 1500 bucks and she calls me the next day she's like found a guy got him he does great work where there's a will there's a way yeah and now we have a goat and chickens and yeah so that's incredible i, I bet you that ends up saving you a little bit of money too i feel like if it doesn't it does not get more healthy, more self-sustainable or more independent than that. Even if mm -hmm. there is some like upstart costs that are associated, you know, with that kind of stuff. I mean, I mean, my coffee this morning had goat milk in it. So, you know, that I had just milked. Oh, good. Nice. That's awesome. Reason why they made it illegal. Yeah. We don't have that so much in New Jersey. There's a reason they, you know, <laughs> the uh, certain almond trees are illegal. There's so many things that are bitter, elite, al bitter almond that if you actually look into them they're very they're insanely good for you yeah and and have so many benefits and i wonder why they make it illegal like yes they yes. collect rainwater why is it illegal to collect rainwater like that's crazy to me like it falls from the sky yeah. like 
it, gotta federally regulate that. So if you if you have your mouth open looking up at the sky while it's raining, your mouth is is up for federal regulation because you're breaking the law. Breaking the law. Yeah. But you you mentioned you know they started rolling out the fast food dinners or the TV dinners, fast food, all that convenience with our parents, and then I was just looking at um I follow this Instagram account that talks about the ingredients in commonly eaten foods and what they actually mean and the damage they cause and then alternatives. And they were showing the ingredient list of like cereal and pop tarts and, you know, things from the nineties versus today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was bad enough that it had like sugar and, you know, like that kind of crap in it that you don't like corn and all that, that you don't yeah. really need. But now it's got like 50 more ingredients and it's all GMO and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so even watching what they've done with the foods that we consumed when we were children that weren't great for us are so much wow. worse now for our kids that we're like, well, I ate it when I was a kid. So it wasn't really that bad. Like I'm fine. No, false. They've changed it. I never thought of that. So and the pop tarts from the nineties are not the pop tarts from the 2020s. No, and it's, it's weird. Like, cause I, I was totally against doing any kind of like, going organic everything mm-hmm. and when we, when we did that so after like a month of doing it i think one day i was at work and i went stopped to stopped at the gas station and got like i don't know, like some like off-brand slim jims and i was like i was like i was just hungry and that was what i was craving i got them and so i ate one and i was like it, it like tastes like chemicals mm-hmm. it was the yeah. weirdest thing Whereas yeah. before you would have never noticed that in a way. Yeah, I wouldn't have noticed the difference. Yeah. But I had, I guess, you know, my, my palate had just changed. And I was like, like, this does not taste like normal or right. Mm-hmm. I always say that all the time about food. Like, you know, things that we had when we were kids, they taste different now. And they're like, oh, your taste buds just changed. I'm like, ah, uh, I guess, but it just doesn't taste even close to what it used to taste. Like, not <laughs> even whatever, close. okay. No, you're <laughs> on it. They've changed laws on what ingredients can be put in foods now. That they go ahead and put in the foods now that they don't even need to, but it makes it last longer or it makes you more addicted to it or taste better or it makes it cheaper for them to use. Mm -hmm. And even our vegetables, you know, I, I was learning, okay, well, okay, then I'll eat vegetables, right? Or I'll get this box that says healthy, this or healthy, that all that stuff's trash too. The tomatoes are getting picked off season here in season somewhere else shipped over on a cargo boat injected with water so they look fresh when they get to the grocery store you barely even have a tomato once it's on the shelf it's 21 days old by the time you take it to your house and it tastes like water because it's what it is mm-hmm. you know like and then i'm like okay then i'll buy organic vegetables from the grocery store and then i'm learning that there's loopholes for that too so they can't spray pesticides but they can irrigate it so they just put the pesticides and or chemicals or hormones and into the water and then irrigate the organic vegetables but still get the label because they found the loopholes for it and i'm just like i'm gonna explode with (laughs) (laughs) you can't trust it a hundred percent unless you grow it yourself and that's the only way you know exactly and that's what they want to get away from this is why cities were invented this is why they don't want us going out and living off the land this is why they make rainwater illegal, raw milk illegal, because yes. they do not want us to be self-sufficient. They want us to be dependent on them so much that we can't survive without them. Yeah. That's literally what they like. I, I, the way I tell people, I'm like, 
because people don't when you tell them like picture venezuela they picture beauty still like when you picture venezuela they picture beauty, beautiful they don't picture them burning cash so the way i like to relate to people is because game of thrones is a major show i'm like do you ever see game of thrones and see how they're all screaming shame 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 at at, at cersei lannister I'm like that's exactly what they want for us they want us to live in squalor they want us to live off the government and while they're living in these big ivory castles that's literally what they want for themselves when they're trying to pull this off and i keep saying what they're doing to you is a major part of their agenda mm-hmm. major it's it may be the biggest part because if we lose freedom of speech we lose everything we're done we're, we're, we're dead in the water we have no we have no chance we made the second amendment that's our last chance Yep. But the, the First Amendment, once that's gone, the only other option is the Second Amendment. That's and right. We don't want to get there. That's not what we want. And yeah. we need to stand up for the First Amendment more than ever. And you guys are championing that battle. And I can't thank you guys enough uh, for your courage, for your bravery, and standing up for all of us. And seriously, I told you this, guys, last time. Anytime you want to come on the show and give us an update. For sure. You just post it on, on what's going on, even if it's for a 10, 15 minute segment or you want to hang out for a long show like this. You're always welcome on our show. Uh, we're going to continue to share your message in every single episode. Your gifts and go will be linked down below uh, and a little snippet about your story. Um, so keep keep tagging us and post so we can continue to share it. We're shadow banned heavily on Instagram. It's brutal. It's awful. Um, but we'll continue to share your story far and wide. We're going to get you on more and more shows like Alan's. Uh, I'm going to talk to our friend Steaks for Breakfast, Sergeant Samurai, uh, so we can get your story out far and wide. Um, maybe a few other people that we can talk to as well. Um, but thank you guys so much for everything. Uh, tell everybody where yes. they can find you again. Um, you. Any, any last words that you want to say to this tyrannical government that is doing so much injustice to you guys? Ah, I just want to say to you and your viewers, like, thank you all so much for listening to our story, caring about it and caring so much about it that you continue, you check on us, you shoot us text messages, you share our stuff, you connect us with other people. You've mentioned our fundraiser over and over and over. You've used your platform to equip people like us and people like Jeremy. And we're so blessed by you, by you guys, your family, your viewers, by Americans like you guys. That is how we stay encouraged, how we're going to fight this fight and how we're going to win it. Like you said, when or like Anthony said, when the people start responding in such a big way, like we are equipped, we're resourced, like there's no way we can lose. We're going to expose them and they know that. And so thank you for being a part of helping equip us that way. Um, You know, I think I, we had the horrible news that our judge denied our motion to dismiss and you're like, bam, get you on the show. You know what? Even before you're on my show, you're on, Alan Jacoby show like thank well, you because I, I made an idiot mistake and I double booked I booked Josh that we had on last week like two months prior and hey, I, I didn't t- say anything yeah, <laughs> you sold yourself out on that one <laughs> deserve it I deserve it I deserve it and I was like shit I totally forgot so I I, I texted you like, hey I, I I can you can I can call you real quick because I double booked so it's a I, huge blessing because now mm-hmm. we got to tell our story somewhere else. Well, that, as soon as as soon as it happened, I was like, "All right, let me talk to somebody else." I called Alan before I even called you. I wanted to get you on somebody else's show to make up for it because I felt so bad. I was like, "Oh shit!" I told them <laughs> they're to come on the show, but I double booked because I'm an idiot. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I, 
I'm kind of retarded. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, nah, it, it is what it is. It is no. what it is. But uh, but no, I'm glad we were able to get you on Alan's show, and because Alan's a great guy, uh, he's also on the Patriot Podcast Network. He's actually the founder and CEO. Mm -hmm. He's a legend. That guy. Uh, if you guys come down to Myrtle Beach, he'll be down there with me. We'd love to. We'd love to hang out with you because we, we seem might. to uh, we seem to miss each other at the past couple events. Um, yeah. We're trying. We're trying for that one's in May, right? May 13th and 14th. Yeah, Myrtle Beach. We're trying for that one. Um, yeah. We're trying for that. Do you have anything you want to say, babe? Yeah, we got a lot out of you today, dude. I'm very Everybody everybody listened to the last time. They're like, You're talking about this guy's mustache. I didn't hear him the entire time. Now he's out here dropping bombs and, and I love it, dude. I'm glad that you're 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 coming out of your comfort zone, dude. I love it. I'm just nervous on camera. I'm gonna I'm gonna get better though. No, you're getting much better, dude. You're doing great. You're you're you never know. You you really you were you seemed like a natural. You really did. I mean, maybe out. tomorrow I'll have my own show. Dude, That's it. Who knows? We'll help Sky's you out. Limit. We will help you guys out anytime that you want to do something. Seriously, we'll tell you what equipment we use. Yeah. Any way we can help you. Well, Catalyst uh, is looking forward to having you guys on his show, White Rabbit. So yeah, we got to awesome. absolutely we'll, got to set we'll, that up. We'll connect you guys. Um and uh, it's it's really seriously. If you guys you. You, you guys do a, a show together, even if it wasn't just about your case, like just about being a stay-at-home mom and homeschooling your kids while dealing with the federal gut. Like that would be such an awesome dynamic for the show. Oh, um, yes. And we can help promote awesome. it. We can help promote it. We'll get you on the Patriot Podcast Network. And uh, then you guys have constantly have content coming out. And then you'll be able to have guests come on and bring the lawyers on and ask them your questions. <laughs> And get information that way. Like, there's so many things that we could do and help you guys uh, grow and get your message out. Uh, you don't have to rely on other shows because clearly mainstream media doesn't want to pick up your story. Um, and it shouldn't be, it, you shouldn't have to rely on other smaller podcasts to get your message out. You guys have a very loud voice. You're very, both of you. Uh, Rob, where you've come from when we when we first met, dude. Yeah. I'm very, <laughs> seriously, very impressed, dude. You're killing it. And uh, I'm very proud of you, man. The lawsuit has changed us. Yeah, you, you're, yeah. you're one of the strongest, strongest two individuals I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. It's truly really an honor to have you guys on our show. Absolutely. And if you guys want to come on, you're more than welcome. Please go to their gifts and go go to uh, free freespeechdefender.com. Click donate and help them out so they're not in this fight by themselves. Um, so they can continue to raise a great child. I'm so I, it's so impressive what you've been able to do with your son in the situation that you're currently in. And it's just, it's such another example of how things should be done today, considering what's going on in this world and how they're treating children. It's crazy. Um, you're, you're, you're shining an example of what it means to be an American. And uh, we're very, very blessed to have people, people in this world like you that are willing to fight. Thank you again. Uh, until next time, guys. Where we go one, we go all. Thank you, guys. Thank God you. bless you. Thank you. Yes, you too. Thank you. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. 
The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, 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 and then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever is necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented, and the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it 
and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family. Instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks, who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement and we will take back this country for you and we will make America great again. You can't handle the truth.